Welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast 2023. If you like what you hear today, make sure to follow us at Boom or Bust NRL on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to our Round 17 Pre-State of Origin Game 2 Teamless Tuesday Podcast. Jeez, that wasn't long enough for everyone at home. You probably switched off by now. I'm your host, Stuart Lord. And tonight I'm joined by Mitch Brown, our expert physio. How are you going, Mitch? I'm well, mate. How are you? Good for a Tuesday. And we've also got Adam Middleton, our XL Kiwi. How are you going? Yeah, good. A bit cold. Yeah, it is a bit cold in Sydney, mate. Hey. Yeah, it's freezing. Excellent. Look, I, th- I think uh, we brought some of that New Zealand weather north. <laughs> All right. I was about to. Some, some... Yeah. Well, Adam, how how are you going for fantasy this week, mate? Oh, I'm living. Um, and they just keep ranking pretty much. I was pretty happy with that, considering I only use one trade. Now, that's excellent, mate. So, awesome. So, 7 on 11 is a pretty good score. And uh, what's what's your rank at? Uh, 15, uh, 31. Nice. Very nice there. How about you, Mitch? Uh, it's not going well, mate. But as we said a fortnight ago... I pivoted over to head-to-head, so I knew I could slip by in the family league uh, playing basically half a team this week, so I'm out to 7,718, and uh, that's fine. I'm banking away the trades, so I've still got quite a few trades, and I'm about to get another eight. I've got 400K sitting in the salary cap, so I'm gearing up for the last four to five weeks, and I'll make a run at that. Fair enough. Just just so you know, mate, in the family head-to-head, your opponent this week had a uh, million dollars in the salary cap, so uh, you spent some of that this week. Is that you? No, not me. Oh, don't worry. Mom, all I got, all I got <laughs> to do is make. I just got to make the finals, man. That's all you got to do, and I am guaranteed a top eight spot. So that's true. No stress. There's some, but there's some close to buy rounds in here. All right, and I, I got a pretty good score this week. So I got 888. So I obviously won the triple score combo, and that actually got me up uh, about 120 ranks up to 43rd. So look, I don't imagine I'm going to stay there for very long, but I'm doing okay at least. So. The How many buy- trades you got left? Six. Okay, it's not diabolical. Yeah. You're in good position. Uh, I was looking at your team. You don't need to make many more trades. Like No, and out of the top yeah. 50, a lot of people have like four or less. So, yeah. but, but some of the guys are well above me. Like it's one of those ones where once you get down the ranks, one point or two points can bring you up 50 ranks. Whereas uh, once you get to the top levels, it actually kind of spaces out. Some of these guys are just absolutely jetted ahead like i think first place is like almost 600 points ahead of me whoa that's that's a lot Jeez of territory oh, that's, that's a lot of territory mate. so right. like i reckon that there's more space between me and have you checked? they're down to two yeah. trades okay so like see what i mean like if they get unlucky with injuries though they might not play a team and you'll make up truckloads of space that's it and look they're just but they've made all the right multi-bets so far those guys essentially right like you know the week that clearly went down they had Hines as captain the when Cleary went off, you know, they had Cleary as captain, you know, picked up SJ early. Just, yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the things we got wrong this week. So, uh, look, one thing that I got wrong, well, look, Billy Smith, I picked up on the back of his double 60s and he's consistently produced mid-20s since then. So <laughs> I want to move him on, but now Lemuelo has been benched. So I feel like I've got to get all new centers pairings this week. So that's me. How about you, Adam? Yeah, I'm ray-training Lear. I've had enough of him, mate. Um, and 
Nelson Asopasolomona. Um, I just want to apologise to everyone. I, I was all I was all high and mighty thinking I was going to go all guns blazing and um, yeah, lead people down the wrong path. And then fine who as well didn't really perform. So those yeah. ones are. Well, look, it's tough. Well, at least Naz this week he's got another shot at the edge, so that's good with Elikatoa's injury. The big issue here is uh, Fainu has obviously been benched. And Mitch, I think you have the same issue with Fainu. Yeah, mate, that's probably my only one is that I uh, picked up Fainu and he punched out 17 and now he's found his way to the bench. So that's a little unfortunate, yeah, but re- a bit like hands. Yeah. yeah, a bit like hands. You know, I've held him the whole season and that's sort of come to fruition because I knew Hodgson eventually would drop out as he's ha- as he has. And I think eventually Manly's going to struggle and they're going to be forced to play people like Feinu. And for me, Feinu is just strictly there as a as a reserve in a in a buy situation or a desperate situation. So while it's a mistake, it's not the worst mistake I've made this no. year. That's it, mate. With the super cheap guys, you can always take a little bit of a risk on them because you, what, how much are you going to lose? 10 green? So, yep. yeah. Awesome. All right, let's talk about the overalls. There's very little uh, to talk about sort of for the leagues. There's only two on. So the overall... Uh, Brenton Vickery is up to third overall uh, in the league. So he's coming first as third overall in all of fantasy and first in our league. So well done to you, mate. I've snuck up to fifth in the uh, overall league, which is good. And give some of you guys a run for your money. And uh, I did pretty good. I won the Chaos Mode League, which is basically, it's an overall league, even though we play all head-to-head. Uh there were a lot of very pitchy scores this weekend all over the place, though. So depending on how many players you had, in our league it went from 888 to one team got 437. So really, like, you had to head if you were playing this week. It was just free-for-all. Let's get to the important stuff. Mitch, not many injuries this week, but a couple of interesting ones. It's funny, mate. I was actually thinking about that this morning uh, when I was going through and you've added to the list, which which I appreciate. Um is that as the season progresses, this is typically the case. You remember those first four or five weeks, it was literally twice the size mm. uh, that it is now. And I think just as the season goes on, anyone who was going to get busted is busted and you've just got the durable guys left. So, not too many to get onto, but let's let's get there. So, Luke Curie, this was a really interesting one. I actually have a bit of intel which I can share uh, because it's been out on the media. Is uh, he, He's named to play, as we all know. What has basically occurred is he's been diagnosed with a facial fracture and it was effectively because he's had, or sorry, a facial fracture, jaw, uh, it was a jaw fracture. And effectively, the reason they diagnosed it is because the screws were displaced uh, when he took that knock. So, Kiri's actually had a previous jaw fracture. Now, that's completely fine because that previous fracture has healed with, you know, around the bone. That was, it, it was essentially a misdiagnosis but it's one of those things it's a bit of a freakish thing you know you've got that previous injury and and uh that's taken a knock as a result of that so he'll be named to play he, he probably will be a little bit sore like you think about it so you take a knock that's able to dislodge a move about some screws in your jaw that's not great <laughs> but uh <laughs> he'll play and he'll be drugged up but a bit of a weird one there for the medicos that that's a bit of a nightmare sort of situation but he is named to play Lachlan Fitzgibbon, he's out with an HIA, so we'll see him back next week. Luke Thompson. Now, see, we talked about this in the preseason mm. and we sort of speculated it was a Liz Frank and we also not, speculated that- Not an ankle that injury that could take him out for 14 weeks, yeah. Correct. And um, that, that was kind of our sense of it. And even Gus was a little bit coy and sort of flagged 
the middle of June for a return. Well, we're in the middle of June and he's now recently posted saying that he's unlikely to come back this season. To me, it's one of those injuries like we saw with RFM. It's an absolute bugger to come back from, particularly for those forwards that have to drive against the opposition line. A full off season, I do think we'll see him back next year. Uh, they seem to have a pretty good rehab program in there and we've sort of seen that with uh, Raymond and Bob Mariner this year who was kind of for a little bit there like looking as though he may not come back, period. Harrison Edwards, so HIA in training. He'll be back next week. Sammy Walker, we don't have much info on this one. Uh, we know that he was seeing surgeons. I really don't have more than that. There have been whispers, and I've sort of spoken about that, that he has an ACL sprain. We don't know the degree of that. I do believe that it was quite a high grade, and that's why they're having these discussions with surgeons, and they're sort of implementing a newer protocol with the knee brace, but it's purely speculative. I just don't know. Uh, I, I can't imagine we'll see him in the next fortnight, four weeks. Kurt Capel, so he's had a quad tendon injury. He's going to be out for the next couple of weeks. Franco Lee, we spoke about, I think, last week, Stu. He's going to just continue to be in and out with that ankle. I'm even more confident than I was the last time I spoke about him that I do think it's sort of an ongoing joint issue. It's not sort of a lateral ligament or a syndesmosis. I think it's just a bit arthritic. They'll be cortisoning him up. He's going to be below his best. I think they're just going to manage him um, week to week and try and get him through the season and then maybe do an arthroscope then. But I wouldn't be surprised if, for whatever reason, the Dolphins dropped out of contention that Brenko might be just sat for the rest of the year and they would uh, look to do that arthroscope now. Helam Lukey, he's out for six weeks with a facial fracture. And Latrell Mitchell, probably the biggest of the lot, he's out with that calf injury. So, they rushed him back to get him to origin. I'm sure the South's um, medical team wasn't sort of thrilled by that. And they actually had them on board in that early stage of the origin period. And unfortunately, he's just done it again. And I think they just tried to race him to get back to origin. My sense is that because South Sydney are contenders, they'll take their time. I'm thinking three weeks for Latrell. So, sort of, uh, he's obviously had last week. So, we've probably got two, maybe three after this. But I'd sort of put my money on this week, next now, week. Now, you reckon he's redone it? It's not a, a continuation of the issue. You reckon he's no, redone no, he, it? He, that's correct. I, I would suggest to you that it was sort of on its way to healing and he's he's exacerbated it. So, whichever way you sort of want to frame that, yep. um, I, I would, would be very surprised if he wasn't on a trajectory to play and my sense is he had his first full effort and he's sort of done it again. And it felt a twinge. Ouch. Yeah, exactly right. But they'll take their time this time around because you can't have it happen again. The, the South Sydney Rabbitohs are... Are real contenders this year. Fair enough. Do you think he's going to make Origin 3? Uh, if I had anything to do with the South Sydney team, and I think, uh, which I don't, and I think from Latrell's perspective, he should probably look to do right by the team and, and just play for the club. He, he, he could make it, but it would be risky. It'd be really touch and go. Just knowing that Origin is that high-level uh, competition and the bigger demands... You know, he, he might make it, but what level of Latrell we see, I don't know. And probably the better question is, does he just redo it in the game? I think I think if he wants to make a proper run at a premiership this year, he shouldn't, but he, he theoretically could, yeah. Ouch. Well, look, and I've got the... Thanks for that one, Mitch. And look, I've got the quickest, uh, easiest job of the year. In the uh, judiciary naughty corner, no charges, none. No fines, no nothing. So it looks like uh, the teams that get in trouble were all on the bye this weekend, or at least all the players that were were already suspended. So uh, 
of note, uh, Victor Radley's due to return, <laughs> as is Felice Cafusi. Uh, Joe Sawali and Mitch Barnett are not, and neither is Anthony Milford or Jared Wallace. So <laughs> there we go. Apparently, if you suspend enough people, there's just no more crime. Now, the next one we got is quite a few discussions tonight will be around when do we want to bring in Origin players. So I thought it'd probably be good to chat about this early. So the real question is, who do you think might be risky to wait until round 20? So, Adam, I know you've been having a bit of think about this this week. What are you thinking about Origin players? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I definitely think Teddy at 650k is an absolute bargain still. And as we know, he's, um, he's, he's an absolute gun with about 7, 750, even up around that 800. I am tempted to bring him in. I'm pretty sure I will. Um, for for Lemuelli this week, um, bit of a heads up for the trades. Uh, um, but also there's a couple of couple of words going around about Yo, um, Fafita, Grant. I think I think personally you can wait for Grant and Fafita. Um, and even Haas to drop a bit of cash, I don't think. I think there's going to be times where they um, play less minutes than what their stock standard. Uh, the big one that I want to bring up with you guys is Isaiah Yo. Now, I think that he is going to be, along with Haas, the, um, the second best or first best um, middle. I'll pass. I'll throw it to you, Stu. When would you look at throwing, getting um, Yo in? Look, I've been waiting for Yo to drop in price all this season. He just says not. He's been Mr. Consistent as far as his pricing goes. So if I have a look here, he has not moved up or down by more than $15,000 all year, right? His biggest single round price change. And I, I'm just looking this up now, right? So we're looking at scores of 59, 61, 83, 64, 55, 71, 71. Like it's all keeper level good scores so from what i can see coming up for the rest of the season as well with nathan cleary not 100 percent yo really steps up in that middle role and we know mm. that backing up from origin right round 14 he put in the full 80 versus the dragons so it's a word rest to be honest yeah that's it look he's he's one of those guys him and haas I don't know, Mitch, like, would you say that him and Haas have sort of two of the biggest motors of middle forwards in the comp? Yep. I would he, definitely agree with that. Yeah, him and maybe a couple of other guys like Cam Murray. But, um, and so he just, he just keeps on keeping on, and the quality of those minutes doesn't necessarily diminish too much. A little bit of leg drive, but that's about it. So if you're going to pick him up, the issue is you've got to pay premium dollars, but he's not, he can't score that many more points. It's not where does the min extra points come from. Yeah, so I reckon yeah. he can wait on Yo. Just make sure that he makes it through past Origin three. Doesn't get a rest round twenty. I'm just checking who the Panthers are playing round twenty because that may determine what sort of a rest that he gets. Are uh, the Dolphins? So he could get a rest round twenty, and or at least play reduced minutes and then kick on. So I'm thinking around twenty twenty one because there is no discount. Yeah, yeah, and. And the opposite for guys like I'm looking at a guy like David Fafita who's got a break-even of 96 this week, right? So if you own him, you probably got to hold him, right? Because you don't want to go through that ride. 
and there's almost no one to sell him to. But on the plus side, I reckon that we can be penciling for a sub 800k David Fafita by round 20. Yeah, so, that's in there. You definitely want him for the run home, don't you? Oh, look, it's. I'm not sure that there's many guys who can put out a higher output than him on an edge. And this year, it hasn't even just been junk. Like, like you know, the last couple of years, he's just had those junk games, right, where he gets one mm-hmm. play and it's worth 46 points. This year, it's just been an accumulator. And here's the interesting one about this. I've just pulled him up too, right? His lowest score since their buy is 64 points against the Dragons. That's his lowest score. Yeah. So, yeah, and he got that 15 versus the Rabbitohs, but he was rested. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so like he's 100% on my radar. So, out of all of the Origin guys, you could break the back of your team if you don't have him for that run home. I reckon for feeders, top of my list. Uh, yeah, that's right. The last one that I wanted to ask you guys about on this side, because a lot of Harry Grant has been through a bit of a price fall over the last little while, but obviously had a great game up against the Sharkies, got a double, and so he's turned that break even around. So he's one of those guys who might slip away. Adam, like I know you said you weren't necessarily keen on Harry Grant, but he is at that about a hundred K discount from his natural price level. So is there any interest there? Yeah, I am I'm looking at bringing him in. There's just too many people I want to trade in this week, to be honest. But he does have a break-even of a 64, so I guess you could wait a week just to see what the ramifications are from Origin 2. Fair enough. Uh, I've got a break-even of 47 here for him. Oh, I've got 64. Oh, there we go. Harry Grant, 758k. Oh, this is off their official site, 47. Could be could be different. Could be on 40 statistics. Yeah. So look, that that's why I was thinking there that he could gain a little bit of price there. How about how about you, Mitch? How many Origin players do you want to bring in, or do you want to wait till the end? I'm waiting till the end, mate. That's as I said, my objective is to win my leagues that I'm participating in, and I want to save up the trades, make sure everyone's as fit as they can be, because we don't know what will happen in Origin three. You can get a lot of injuries there, and that's kind of been my theory for the whole year is to avoid those types of things. That's true. I think my rule would be for Origin players if you were looking to bring them in is minimum six trades, right? Because it'd be one trade to put him in and possibly one trade to pull him out, right? So, and then you, you get another trade up your sleeve because you probably want at least, I'm guessing, two or three for injuries. So... Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, and round 19 buys because there's, a, as people have seen, hopefully by now over the first couple of years, there is a heap of ranks to be made up over the buy rounds if you prepare carefully and save your trades. Um, and I definitely wouldn't be bringing in the second tier guys who are still they're good players, but I would not be bringing in Carrigan, Cotter, Holmes, uh, Mo Fonawaka, Frizzell, Cook, or Murray uh, until the end of Origin. So, and uh, of the, I'm just having a look here. Yeah, with the bunnies, uh, I think they got there by round twenty, so I probably wouldn't look to bring them into round twenty one. Yeah, right. I agree with that. Awesome. Uh, look, let's get to the first game of the round. So, Adam, we've got the Dragons versus the Warriors. What's happening with the Dragons? Um, Jack Bird returns after being oh, at lock after being rested. 
I think he's actually playing second row, actually. Yes, he is. Um, while Jack DeBellin makes his return um, at lot to at lot from a head nod, playing his 200th game. Well, those words didn't want to come out of my, my mouth. <laughs> um, Jaden Sullivan is remains at five um, A alongside Ben Hunt. Now, however, I was listening to three six uh, NRL three sixty uh, last night's morning, and it did say that there is a it is unlikely that Hunt will back up this week just because of the carnage that is going through with the contract release. Um, and that will mean that Tao Tao will come in for the Warriors. Uh, Dylan Walker replaces Mitch Barnett, who is serving a one-game suspension on the on the bench. Uh, Ali Lauatawa ham, oh, is out with a hamstring injury with Rocco Berry um, returning at centre from a concussion. Um, Luke Metcalf remains the 5'8", with today and Martin still bidding to return from a broken leg. I'm just going to kick this off real quick. Um, Tohu Harris, always good. Um, I wouldn't sell out Nass or Fisher Harris just because Nass scored 50, and as we've talked about briefly, um, oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> Fisher Harris scored a 50, Nash is on the edge, um, and C&K, um, I just want to pick him up. Um, he, he's not... He's that awkward tear between he's not an absolute gun and he's not a cheapie. He's averaging 40 throughout the year. I don't really like him. No, I got you there. Look, I there's a little bit of value there, I think, like in his current price. He's currently priced at 30, by the look, is 37, right? So there is a little bit of price there, but you, you're right. There is a little bit of danger there. I just know people looking at wing fullbacks for 19, right? There could be a bit of love for him there. So, but he is, he's not like he's 400k, like he started the season 372k. So that does make yeah, it cool. a little bit tough. But obviously. But for, for 400k, you go to James Sinesco. That's true. Interesting. So, yeah, if you find the extra 100k, you could go to Tedesco. Obviously, Tedesco doesn't play 19. So it's really with yeah. your buy planning or with your season planning. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Uh, now, Mitch, real important one for you. As as a uh, Dragons watcher and season member, do you reckon that Ben Hunt plays this game? It's really interesting, you know, because doing my job, I get to chat to lots of people. Uh, and one of my patients is also a season ticket holder and he basically said that he will be very unlikely to play. And the reason for it is, is and his theory was you can't take back your booze and what he meant by that was uh, Ben Hunt's going to cop some serious booze from the Wollongong crowd were he to play this week. Mm. And he thought that once that started, no matter what Hunt did, whether he stayed or not, he would continue to probably cop the booze, particularly if they were playing poorly. So, they've got a perfect excuse this week to not play him, to say he's a little bit banged up with uh, Origin or he has a perfect excuse. And as things settle down and sort of the, the water's clear they can make a decision uh, next week. But while it's sort of all up in the air, if you play him this week, he's going to cop a fair amount of attention and probably will continue to do so because the fans aren't particularly happy. I know he's played quite well over the last few years, but he really hasn't done what we bought him to do, which is $1.25 million over five years. We had made one finals appearance and that was largely off the back of Gareth Widdop. And 
really, he hasn't shown the sort of leadership that we'd want out of a out of a captain. So I don't think he plays as the short answer. No. Mm. Okay, so okay, so probably not likely to play this week. Second question for you: Do you think he plays for the Dragons again? Um, no, but I'm not convinced the Dragons will release him. So we could have a Gordon Taylor situation on our hands here, where he sits out for a while. Yep, because he's not the only player who wants out of the Dragons. No, and I guess if they they release one, it could start. They need to make it very very difficult, and uh, I think Shane Flanagan and the board knows that. So. You know, there's been whispers. I think you might have said it that Jaden Sewell wants out. Jack Bird's not super happy. Uh, Would Jack yeah. Bird be happier with Flanagan back, do you reckon? Happy I think he will be, but he has not been happy leading up to this. We know that Sloan's been in and out, but again, I think he, he a lot of those players will be settled with the absence of Hook. But I, I, I do think that um, I don't, I, I'm not convinced we've seen him play again, no. Interesting. Like he, okay, he has uh, requested. The release and has even offered to pay himself out. Yes, that's big, man. Like that's not that's not a hundred bucks. Yeah, that's one hundred fifty grand to not play for the dragons. He's going to pay one hundred and fifty k to not play. I've taken five million. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the only way I can see the dragons letting him go is if another team plays overs, pays overs for his salary and sort of compensates them. That's the only way I can see it yeah, happening. Or possibly trades them back. Like, you know, they send someone like AJ Brimson down oh, or Jaden Campbell. Not AJ Brimson. Or, 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 or uh, Jaden Campbell, like someone like that and gave them money to player. Oh, I'd love Jaden Campbell. Jaden Campbell and Buddy Sullivan, that'd be that'd be absolutely hectic. But we, we don't want anyone busted. So, uh, no. AJ, I'm sorry, mate, you need to stay at the Titans. Fair enough. No, well, that's what I was thinking. Jaden Campbell's the odd man out up there, so he'd probably be a good trade. Come down, compete for fullback. Oh, I, or for I five think eight. he'll go to the Dolphins, though, if I'm honest. Fair enough. Uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. I think the Titans are very keen to get him, though, because I think they feel like they can make a bit of a run over the next couple of years. Um, interesting. Okay. Well, look, that sort of puts a bit of color on these guys, so let me run through a couple of the players. So, look, Jackson Ford is a real quick one. Look, if you've held him this long, so he's not a buy. If you held him, hold him all the way till round 20. And at that point, looks like getting one of the origin guys for him. Jack DeBellin. Now, I want to speak about him because, A, look, his break-even is not going to be amazing this week. But fortunately, he got to a high 30 score before he copped that head knock. So, it's not abysmal. But he's a really good vice-captaincy choice this week. So... And he plays one the first game of the round, which means that uh, you can just kind of lock that in early and you can make some trades later on in the round in case people do start dropping out. Uh, the other guys that we've got to talk about is uh, Jacob Little. So he's a buy at this point if you need to shift on Turpin in a couple of the weeks. And I'll give the Roosters news a little bit early. Brandon Smith did mention that he was like uh, 50-50 to play for round 18 which means that we could see uh, someone eating into Turpin's minutes, which means that an option like Little, where there's no competition, could be good because it's not like they're going to play Ben Hunt there, right, Mitch? Nope. <laughs> so Little is it because MBI has been Shadow Realm. He's 539k, has a break even of 21. So, and even, I'm just looking at his past run of fixtures, even a mid-40s, he will make a fair bit of cash. 
uh, plays through round 19. The next guy that we got to look at uh, from this side, very last one, so Lomax. So Zaki Lomax is in this week of center carnage, like with Joe Manu, obviously you're not going to sell him, but he's he's back to center. Lemuel, who's been benched, a few other guys not performing or on the buy. Zach Lomax looks like a good point of difference guy. He's back playing on his preferred edge uh, outside Ravalawa. He's very low ownership and he's got that base of goal kicking. So I know, I think that Zachy Lomax could be an interesting option this week. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, I like Zachy Lomax. Awesome. He looks better since Hook's left. Yeah, well, he's back on the right side of the field. Which which works for him for his palm and for his offload, and I think he's probably matured a little bit to know not to throw it every play. The other player who's a little interesting, Stu, is uh, Buddy Sullivan, particularly if Hunt doesn't play. Okay, let's let's have a look at Buddy's. I like. So I've got it up now. Uh, the last three games, and this is where he's been playing sort of second fiddle to uh, Ben Hunt. Although, sorry. Uh, so the last two games where he's been playing, playing second field to Ben Hunt, he's had scores of 36 and 25. But if we go back to against the Dolphins where Ben Hunt was rested because of origin commitments, he punched out 55 in a losing team. And uh, again, I get a lot of Dragons games and I watch them pretty closely. He looks very, very good. And you sort of start to see that Dragons connection with Tyrell Sloan, the Fenai boys, Talatalamone. He's an interesting, I tell you what, I'll be watching very closely if Hunt doesn't play this week because at uh, 395k, I think there's probably 100, 150k uh, worth there. And and he's probably, and that actually makes him a perfect swap out for Carl Oluwapu, who I think has probably peaked and as far as his role goes for the next little while with that AC joint injury, it looked like he picked up on the weekend. So we just need to watch it, but I think Buddy Sullivan sort of uh, favoured under the current coach, and I think Flanagan is pretty happy with where he's at. Just keep an eye on that one because it's a nice little cash down option that, that could be bubbling away if Ben Hunt was to move uh, north back to Queensland. No, I like it. So, uh, yeah, just, just having a look here, I like it. So, in that game against the Dolphins, I'm just drilling in, 25 tackles, three tackle breaks, three missed tackles, so they kind of cancel each other out. One error, 572 kicking metres and 96 metres run. So, yeah, so that's a really good base. That's 28 points with a base and just running and kicking alone. And tackles. he's a real attacking player. Like, he has that spark. Um, yeah. Yeah. He looks like a decent defender as well. He defends big. Uh, a couple of times at the Souths game, he was able to bring down uh, second row as solo. So, he's not like a Jamie Soward speed bump. He, he has a tackle on him. Like, geez, I wouldn't mind him showing Tyrell Sloan a thing or two far out. Excellent. So, uh, look, Adam, you've got some scores, uh, some more scores of Jaden Sullivan with that hunt. Yeah, it goes from 2023 to the game against the Dolphins to 2020. But his past scores without Ben Hunt is 55, 39, 28, 70, 58, and 54. Oh, now, wow. money, 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 money. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to roll the dice because I really like him as a player and screw it. <laughs> Well, look, and look, Carl. I could do a straight swap for Katoa to Buddy Sullivan. That's actually not a bad trade for me. That's great. And, yeah, and or Nick Arima if he gets uh, punted uh, for yeah. Sean O'Sullivan. 
because you'll know that in this game, right? I'm pretty yep. sure because he'll uh, he'll either drop out of the 17 or not. So because he he plays the the next game, so he'll have at least the 24 hour team list for Sean O'Sullivan. See what happens with the rest of the squad. So and the the other interesting one is um, Carl Oluwap, who's obviously on the buy this week. A lot of people just held him for round 16. Great exit. So I think that's a really good find, Mitch. Yep. Excellent. Who do you think into the squad if um if Hunt's out? Do you can eighteenth man just goes Jaden Hunt just goes into it or and oh, Moses to eighteenth man? Moses will go to eighteenth. Yeah. And it's good for little, you know. Talatal Amon obviously comes in at number six at that point. Yep. So Sullivan goes to seven and then someone like uh yeah Moses come uh M by probably comes in at that fourteen utility role. I tell you what, if uh the Dragons find a way to beat the Warriors, which I can't see happening, but if they find a way without Ben Hunt and then Hunt comes back and they start getting beaten up again, my God, he's gonna need something to get him out of that stadium. That's true. Uh yeah, I reckon it's gonna be unfriendly. I like that call. All right, now we've got to talk about the very last guy, right? We're short on centers this week. Mitch What's your assessment on Jack Bird? He's back. He's had a few weeks off to get rested. Yes. What are we thinking? Uh, I think he'll be a bit like Brenko Lee, mate. We know that it's more a knee joint issue. We know that he's had multiple clean outs. We know that it's, it's sort of mostly joint soreness. I think he really is a week-to-week proposition. What do I mean by that? He might sit the occasional week, but what we'll probably see is a fluctuation in minutes week to week depending on how he's feeling. So we know that they've got Ben, ben murdoch Masilla, who they can plug into the second row. Uh, they can shuffle Jack DeBellin around. They can put uh, they can put Billy Burns. Uh, Billy Burns in there. I think, you know, I just... And look, he will have periods where he does crack out those mid-50s, but I think he'll be a week-to-week proposition. So... Risky. It's very, very risky. I, I'm out. I, I, I sort of was very reluctant to get him and out of desperation early in the year, I did, and I regret it. I'm not sure I regretted it because he's scored very well for a long time. It's just people are between a rock and a hard place. Like, if you look at the... I think I think there are worse options out there. Like, if you have him already, I don't know if he's a, he's a hard sell because he'll still have the junk tackle in him and he'll still find a way to accumulate points. Yeah. I don't think he's going to bleed cash, but he's just going to be a week-to-week sort of thing. Gotcha. Bit of a risk. I, he I'm is a bit of a risk. Certainly don't bring him in. Oh, and okay. if you have a better exit strategy, then... You can get out, but kind of as you said, with Lemuelu benched, we're a bit low. I, I think that's Zach Lomax back at centre. Like, there's just a whole bunch of players this week that you're going. Who do you even get at centre? Yeah, I think the Roosters may start playing Manu in that role. I suggested though, I, I, Trent Robinson's no fool. I think Manu scores aren't going to take too much of a dive, although we're not going to see 99 every week. Uh, and and you know, you still got the hammer there. Like I've kept the hammer all year. Valentine Holmes and the Cowboys look good. I think. Holmes could be a good exit strategy. Obviously not this week because of origin, but we know Valentine is an excellent center and he kicks goals. Zach Lomax, I think the Dragons have, as I said, looked better without Hook and, and Zach Lomax has looked better and happier. Perhaps you exit to, to Lomax or, or possibly the Hammer because we know that they're high quality players and they're going to be a little bit more consistent on the run home. Got it. All right, let's move on. Uh, who we think is going to uh, win this game? Uh, Adam. Uh, Ooh, that's it. by 18. How about you, Mitch? I'll put a sandwich on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Done? Yeah. 
Okay, I'll um, eighteen plus. I, I, I'm going to get another sandwich here. Uh, I stew. I'm going to if Ben Hunt plays, I'm going to say the Dragons go down by twelve, so my sandwich would be close. If Hunt doesn't play, I've got the Dragons by four. It's going to be bloody cold in Wollongong. I'll take a sandwich on the Dragons winning, mate. Yeah. I'm not an idiot. I'm not betting a sandwich on that. <laughs> I'll bet him at 18 plus, but I'm not going to bet him at, at four. You know, it's eight o'clock. It's a Friday night. It's going to be freaking cold down here. The, the, Warriors, the Warriors don't travel well. Wollongong's a bit of a graveyard with that. And... Uh, I think this Dragons team, if Hunt's not playing, they're going to be out to prove a bit of a point. Uh, you know, I watched the footy show with Blake Laurie and Zach Lomax. They're about as politically correct as they could be. But the common theme was, you know, he doesn't even shout us a coffee at $1.2 million salary. I don't think he's super popular in the locker room. And, you know, I, I'm a bit of a nerd. I watch all the, the uh, team song stuff. Hunt is very rarely in the middle. It's always Jack DeBell and, um, and, and Co. in there. So... Anyway, that's just my thought on that. I think I'm going to get a sandwich out of you here, Adam. Nice. All right, let's let's go through the next one. So, Mitch, Dolphins versus Eels. What's happening with the Dolphins? A few changes. Yeah, Felice Kafusi returns from suspension with Connolly Lemuelu shifting to the bench, something we've sort of been worried about happening for the majority of the year. Yep. John O'Sullivan has been named in the reserves as he bids to return from a peck injury. That's huge for them. Jeremy Marshall-King, shoulder has been named at hooker. Brenko Lee with that ankle is out with Valance Tavare in the centres. I think you might see more of him moving on throughout the rest of the season. Uh, mid-season signing, Josh Kerr comes onto the bench. While Braden McGrady, who has scored 10 tries in 11 games in reserve grade this year, will debut on the wing in place of Robert Jennings. Thank God. On the uh, Parramatta side, Sean Lane will bid to return from reserves. Arjun Reps, Mitch Moses, and Julian Polo have been named to back up. So, <laughs> Stu, talk to me about the Eels players. Oh, uh, look, I'm just going to outright say all Eels players are hard to buy the round before the buy. So, and especially due to the fact that Eels almost look entirely fit again because if Sean Lane comes in from 22 and plays this game, uh, it just means that the bench gets starts to get pretty stacked. So you've probably got um, one of these guys like uh, Makatoa dropping out, like for just say Davey comes back and then you've got a bench of uh, Ogden, Joe Offengawi, Ryan Madison and Andrew Davey. So, like, it just just gets pretty rough at that point, right? Uh, or possibly they, they move Bryce Cartwright back there as that utility option. So, hard to buy this week. Joe under or Joe Offengowie is a bit of an interesting one because he's under 400k, but you want to see a decent game. He only got 24 last week on the backup from that calf injury. Uh, and look, just looking at their scores, Hopgood obviously got a great 81. Gutho got a 74. Simmonson got a 60 with a double. And Hands got a 51. Hands, uh, Brendan Hands, is the closest thing that we got to a guy who can pick up from Eels safely this week before the buy because the investment is so small. So uh, Hands uh, has got the spot. Hodgson is out this week with that neck injury. Uh, obviously he could come back at some point down the track, but he is a small investment into your side. And it looks like he's slowly winning that spot over from Hodgson, who's only run for 18 metres is his highest running game in the last, like, eight weeks of his play. So 
you called it, Mitch. Like he's just he's Hodgson's looking a bit old, a bit tired, and now he's picked up a disc injury. I called it pick for pick, mate. Pound for pound, I called the bloody disc injury, and I called that he would be busted by the mid-season. Um, that's that's a little unfortunate, isn't it? It is. Look, it's one of those careers which, unfortunately, is just is failed to just recover from those multiple injuries. So, just looks like he's a bit down on that match fitness, and just wear and tear seems to be catching up to him. He just looked busted and a bit behind the the pace the whole year. I thought Eels look better with hands. And once they get fully fit, I think they'll look better again. Yeah, the fact that Haynes got a line break on the weekend, I think will show a lot. Because I can't remember the last time that Hodgson has actually done that. So the fact that he got that and they got a good roll on through the middle, and that's when the Eels look the best, is when they win that middle battle and then they shift to the edge. So, uh, look, I must say I'm well invested in Eels. I do have Hopgood, i got Matto, and I've got Hands. Uh, but I'm pretty happy little three, but I may need to move some of them on once this side gets fully fit. But look, let's look at the other side of the ledger. Adam, what's happening with Lemur Elu? This um, team list isn't it really. He's been dropped back to the bench now. Everyone's um, keeper center has just um, fallen through. I would, if you can, I'd wait till an hour before the game because as we've seen, um, Bennett does love to play these smoke, these smoke screens, and we have seen in the past that uh, Kenny Bromwich has has played prop even lock before. That would push uh, Ray Stone back to the bench. I would not be surprised to see that happen, um, but I understand that not everyone can wait for an hour before kickoff. So, look, if, if you have to, I think he's a sell. You can't have six hundred and twenty-eight. 28k sitting on the coming off um, the bench, essentially just unsure about minutes. Yeah, it's gross. So because one of the exits obviously Jack Bird plays before, that's obviously yeah. tough, and he's got his own set of risks. So it's trading risks. Yeah, absolutely. Risks. So and some of the other ones, I'm not sure how many good centers there are this week. So we'll probably be keeping on looking at that as we go through. That's that's a good shout on Limuulu. Just trying to see if we can wait it out. And not forgetting the lockout time, right? <laughs> not trying to trade him one minute before the game and suddenly you're locked out. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is Saturday afternoon, so uh, look, you, you won't be doing any drunk trades. Um, we'll be locked out before the end and <laughs> you, you just see, see your start, timer, mate. essentially. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that's a good one. Okay, who's next off the rank? Nick Arima. Are we risking it to keep him with Sean O'Sullivan in reserves? Yeah, simple answer. Again, if you can wait it out, then yes, I don't I don't think you can sell it out. His last couple of scores are 41, 43, 39, 58, and, oh, 58 and 48. So to me, um, he, he does seem like a hold for now. Like, is it just me, or does he look better than Katoa? Like, he's got a perfect match for Sean O'Sullivan. He only averages 90 kick metres, so that's to come back and do all the gameplay and let Nicarima just run wild. Is that just me, the issue, or is that, yeah? Yeah, oh, look, the, sorry, I just missed the very first part of part of your statement there. So, so who would be partnering Nicarima? Katoa drops out. Oh, look, Katoa could certainly drop out for a rest. He, he does look a bit tired. Uh, he could certainly drop out if Sean O'Sullivan comes back in. 
uh, it really depends here because remember the other issue is that Milford is also due back around 19, so it's it's really a bit of a tough spot here at the moment. Uh, I'd try and wait it, wait it out for the hour beforehand because Nicarima does have that low break even. But look, someone's got to drop out. They got four halves and two spots, so yeah, I we're gonna have to make a tough choice soon, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, and the last guy that we got to talk about this week. Cheap center, Valence Tewari, owned by something like 16% of coaches because who who obviously have not found a exitive yet. 312k, break even of 16. Uh, what are we thinking there? Yeah, all risk, all reward. As we talked about, um, or as Matt Shrott touched upon, Broker Lee seems to be Bennett's favorite. I don't know why, um, but that that is a perfect... Um, replacement for Lemuelli, your bank like three hundred dollars cash, um, and yeah, as I said, he just he's an absolute gun. Um, I just love watching him play, to be honest. And when he's played eighty minutes, he's scored a fifty nine from Mark um, from Magic Round, but that was with two tries. So look, again, it's worth is it worth the risk? You well, take it at your own peril. That's the thing. Is it Billy Smith Mark too? Because the next game that he played 80 minutes, right? He got a 34 versus the Seagulls. Which, again, is better than Billy Smith's latest scores, but still yeah. of interest. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. All right. So, oh. but I guess, but you're, you're banking 300K, right? So that's that's never the worst. Absolutely. That, that, and you're only getting him if it's um, if it's your exit strategy for Lemuelli, right? Or you want to cash out? Yeah, that's it. As long as you understand not getting big uncertainty. Yeah, the other interesting thing about this one, Sean Sullivan's named at 19. As dumb as it sounds, I think the position kind of does matter. 19th man means you're pretty ready to go most of the time. He's not sitting there at 22, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Excellent. So start your drinking once the game starts. Get your trades ready beforehand, guys. Wait, uh, set your alarm for 2 p.m. on Saturday if you own any of the Dolphins. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm going to have to now. Uh, yeah. All right. Now, that's pretty much it. There's a whole bunch of non-fantasy relevant players like shotgun throughout these squads. So who do we think is going to win this one? Adam? Yeah, the Eels by eight. I like it. How about you, Mitch? Yeah, I agree with Adam. Eels by 12. Yeah, and I reckon the Eels, they might win by around 20 or so. If they, they start going, it looks like some of the stiffness has gone out of this Dolphin squad. So lately, I think uh, they've just realised that the depth is not as good as they'd like it to be. All right. Uh, I'm going to take us through to the middle game on the Saturday. Panthers at home versus the Knights. And the Knights coming off a very close win. The Panthers off a very close loss. Now, look, for the Panthers... Moses Leader returns. Matt Eisenhuth drops out of 17. Scotty Sorison and Liam Martin start in the back row with Zach Hosting dropped to 18th man. Gross. Uh, and all the Origin players have been named in their positions. Unlike normal, like normally post Origin, they also kind of get named in the reserves. Not this time. They're all named to start. Uh, I think the Panthers are a little bit close to the pack this year. They can't afford to rest all their guys all the time. Next one, Knights. Uh, Daniel Saifidi returns. Greg Marzu didn't miss the bus this week, so he's back in the squad. Tyson Frizzell set to back up. Uh, Dylan Lucas keeps his spot with Lachlan Fitzgibbon getting a head knock. Brody Jones pushes out to 18th man. 
Adam, one guy I really want to know about, Adam Elliott. So he, last week, you know, we, we were talking about him last week and we said we want to see more minutes, we want to see more points. They got 68 minutes, got 53 points. Is he back? I, I need to see one more week of it, to be honest. Um, 530K, break even about 40. Um, I Yeah, as I said, I just need to w- wait and watch it one more week. Um, he is, as I said, 500K, so his, his price isn't going to get away from him. Um, yeah, see, we'll see what he can do. Awesome. Yeah, look, we, we we do have a week to wait, but he, he's an interesting prospect there at that 500K mark because it's an ugly place at the moment. I like it. Uh, next guy, uh, Kalen Ponga. So three games back at fullback, 49, and then a 71, and a second 71. Is he back? Isn't it just so good to watch Kalen Ponga back? I've got a bit of a question for you, Stu. I'm going to throw it back to you. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the amount of points difference between Kalen Ponga at 5'8 and at fullback when over 60 minutes? 20 points? He averages 62 at fullback, 5'8", he averages 33. So it's almost 30 <laughs> points difference. Wow. And and fantasy points, they don't directly translate to, but it is pretty close, right, Mitch? Like, performance, yeah? I, I think going off the eye test, it does, because he looks infinitely better at fullback, right? That's it. He's, he looks safe enough almost for you to buy, Mitch. I've got him. I've had yeah. him for weeks. There we go. Hey, it's, 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 he, got to, he got to 400K, mate. You could justify the trade at that point. It's like, you, I don't know if you could justify it 570, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's the question. So we're three games in, and this is this is what I started off with, Adam. Three games in, he's up to 570. These are keeper-level scores. Can he keep it up? What are we thinking? Oh, I, I think that you can, but it's now, now or never, essentially. Um, but when if you do, just make sure that you're aware that his head knocks and he could go off at any stage. Um, oh, I, just, I just love watching him play, um, okay. especially at fullback. Um, whoever, O'Brien just needs to learn that he's not a 5'8". Yeah, I gotcha. Look, and I'd say most times I'd say don't try and bring in players against the Panthers, but coming after Origin, so with all these guys backing up after Origin, I reckon Newcastle's probably get their best shot and Caelan Ponga will be fresh. And even if he only gets a 40 this week, he'll still make another 40 grand, essentially, with that break-even. So uh, he'll be over 600K, and at that point, you may as well start looking at some of the other keeper options, right? Yeah, he's going to keep on my shoulder from Oregon, essentially. Yeah. And he actually had a really good game the other day uh, versus the Broncos, too. Like, he took it toe-to-toe with Reese Walsh. Yeah, did you see that had on Reese Walsh? It was like, yeah, Reese Walsh like gunned it back and Caelan Ponga put him on his ass. <laughs> That's it. Good to see. All right, last guy we've got to talk about, Gagai. Dang Gagai. A few people got him last week. I kind of wish I did. Got a 58 with no tries. Now, he doesn't play 19, but he's looking bloody good. Is he a keeper? Yeah, I definitely think he is. Averaging, what, 52? 253, you you aren't paying, you're paying top dollar for him, so you're paying for him to be a keeper, um, 654k. Um, he's only averaged below 33 times this year. He could be a great swap for Lemuelli. What, 30k difference? I like it. 
And I would say the funny part is here, he's actually down 100k off his peak a little while back by the look of things. So he was, oh. he, before that game versus the Sharkies, right? He's he's dropped uh, 60, 70, about 80 grand since then. So, yeah, yeah so uh, fr- from his round 12. So interesting. Uh, look, I wouldn't mind people picking up Gago this week. It's just, again, check your round. 19 teams but he will play every game from round 20 on and it looks like hammer played well enough mitch what do you think hammer's played well enough that he's not really in danger of losing his spot is this for origin yeah he scored the winning try yeah oh so okay so we shouldn't see gagai back in the squad all right uh look with the, the squad back together i reckon the panthers will probably put it together the bookies certainly think so I've got the Panthers by 12 in this one. They're not really thrashing too many teams this year, and the Knights are playing pretty well. They're just not getting over the line. How about you, Adam? Sorry, what was that? I think you just cut out. Uh, all good. I was just saying that the Panthers uh, Panthers should just top over the line for this one by 12. How about you? Oh, yeah, 10, plus, 10 not 10 plus. Excellent. And Mitch? Yeah, Knights have figured some stuff out. I think Panthers by eight. They won't blow them out. Excellent. Actually, I've I've forgotten to talk about the Panthers. I'll, I'll just do most of them. You know, we don't really need to talk about uh, Cogger. You know, the buy window is too small for him. Scotty Sorensen's just a hold if you bought him. Uh, he'll trade some minutes, but it looks like he's won that edge. Lindsey Smith, don't buy because Leota's back, but he looks he'll be an absolute jet if he ever gets a starting spot. Um, and Dylan Lucas, he got a sixty last week, but he's probably only getting it one more game with Fitzgibbon due back. But we've got to talk about is Zachy Hosking, 18th man. Uh, Mitch, have you got him as a sell? Absolutely. And I think you had him as a sell quite a while ago, Stu, probably about a month when the Panthers started getting fit. You flagged that. So for those who didn't listen, silly, silly. That's it. So uh, unfortunately, most of the good edges are off this week. So really, if you can't fill the 17, uh, if you were to name the, I'm going to put you on the spot, Adam, top three edges to buy this week. Like, if, if you just kind of had to rattle some off, who would you be picking? Um, yes, I, I like, oh, this week. This, um, this week, well, if, you, if you're trading Zach Hosking, you've got about 700K. I'm, I'm just having a look at Zach Hosking's price. So he's, he's back down to 629, right? So you've got 100K in the bank. So 700K, picking up someone, who would you be looking to get this week? Um. Colin Matangi, a 19th man just seems to be gunning it. But other than that, I, I don't know. All the edge just seem to be on the buy this week, right? I, I'm really interested in Bateman. Um, Jaden Sawyer, you got a lot worse than him. He's averaging 50s. I know there's been a fair amount of talk about that, but those are those are the first two that kind of pop off to mind. Also, Jermaine Hopgood. Now, I know you talked about buying gills into the bot, um, purchasing eels and buy, but he's that jewel that's going to make it very, very easy on the way home. That's true. And he's 36% owned. He's So he's got that huge ownership. He's averaging 60. So I do like that as well. So, and obviously not Nat Butcher. We'll get to him, but he's named on the bench this week. So, yeah. So I I, I think you've nailed it on the head there. So uh, the only other option is you could really trade down to like a really cheap fella and bank the cash, but obviously it depends on where Hosking was in your side. Pick up a guy like Jed Cartwright for 221k and play with 400 later on. 
surely, surely inside you've got like a jewel that you can, like a hot good that you can play in the egg and then get Bateman or something next week, right? Like trade down to a Sullivan or something. That's true. Yeah, if you could trade Hosking down to a Sullivan this week, would, that would be pretty good, eh? Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Sorry, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, let's get to the next game. So it's late game on Saturday. We have the Storm versus the Seagulls. Adam, what's happening with the Storm? Yeah, Justin Olam returns from concussion. Um, survey is out of the team altogether. Tui Kamakamitha hasn't been named with Tom Isaac Rowe. Christian Welsh also returns from suspension with Nelson Asafa Solomona named in the back row. Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, and Xavier Coates are all expected to back up. While for the Seagulls, Tom Trevojevic has been named in the reserves. Um, which could see him, which could see Seabolt resting his star fullback. Daly Cherry Evans is likely a backup with Samuel Bonu has been named oh, by Brendan Condon on the bench. Yeah, fine. His cuts and Condon's come on. That's pretty gross. So, look, let me start off with Samuel Fainu. Yeah. So, look, the fact that he's moved to 18, obviously Mitch talked about him a little bit before, which is if you, you can just hold on to him as an emergency, but look. Otherwise, I'd say for me, he would be a hard sell if you did not have 17 scoring players this week. Now, unfortunately, 300k, there, are, there aren't many places to go, to wander to this week. So I've just been having a look through before. There's, there's a couple of guys, but there's no one who super stands out here. It could be a place where you just spend a little bit more money, you trade up a little bit. Uh, otherwise, you, you could really go down to a cheapie like... Jed Cartwright, who is starting on an edge this week, has dual position. So next couple of guys we've got to talk about. Tommy Turbo. So you can't buy him till after Origin. So he's, he's named in the reserves this week. And it's not a team thing because DC is named in the halves. So with that in mind, Turbo could well be rested. So you cannot buy him. He could well be rested round 20 as well because he's basically the only chance that Manly have of making the finals if he's fit. Would you agree with that one, Mitch? Yep. Yeah, so it's if Turbo has to play, so really we're looking at him round 20, round 21. You're just going to have to eat whatever scores he gets between now and then. Uh, Ruben Garrick, this is the big one. A lot of people got him and they got the century, which is amazing. And then this week you copped the 17 because they got thrash. So they got trounced here to tough day. I would hold until Turbo is playing, which should be next week, assuming that he makes it through Origin. Uh, of course, if he gets to fullback, he's also worth holding as well with that goal kicking. But Garrick's one of those guys who just some weeks he'll do great and he'll win you head-to-head games and move you up ranks in other teams. He's just going to cost you. Uh, and then we've got Homoli Alokuatu. He had an off week because he was marked very heavily. Like just TC and Turbo aren't there. So, of course, they're just going to pick on the best hole runner that they've got. He'll play better outside of DC this week. So he is a hold. Now, the real guys that we've got to talk about, Adam, from the Storm, Harry Grant, Cameron Munster, both down on price. Both had bounced back to form scores in round 15 where they thrashed the Sharks. Assuming that they come out of origin, look relatively fit, what do, are we doing? Yeah, 
I just want to see one more game with uh, Grant and Munster. But as we talked about before, those are guys that you want, definitely want on the run home. Munster is down a lot of money. Mm. Um, just bring it up now, sorry. Um, he is sitting at 720k. Now, if you remember last year, he was just an absolute and I, I want him on the way home. Um, just because I love watching Munster play as a as a bit of a Queensland supporter. So, um, yeah, as we discussed, I you get them at your own will, but I'd wait till after Origin. Head to head players, get get this bookmarked for you, right? Okay, so round twenty, where where you want to pick him up? So he's got the Roosters that week, but remember, it's not the Roosters of the last few years. They're they're really playing badly. Then he's got the Knights, he's got the Eels, uh, but they're at home. And he's got the Panthers away, but then Raiders, Dragons, and Titans. The head-to-head finals, he's got the Dragons, and then the actual finals, like grand finals, he's got the Titans. So line those ones up. Yeah, definitely. And round 27, the Storm aren't in a good enough spot where they'll be able to rest everyone this year, like they're not guaranteed top two, and they'll be facing the Broncos. So... I reckon they could be facing half a Bronco side if they've already wrapped up the minor premiership at that point, which means he could go to town again. Yeah. Awesome. I, I just like Munster. I, I, do, you, do you think he's as good as Wally? Not a chance. Sure. He doesn't have the runs on nah. the ball. Oh, he, he's got, a, as far as origin goes, he's, he's carried the team in some ways more than Wally because he's kind of had to carry them over the line just for like a you know, the series in uh, the COVID year, 2020, plus the uh, a few other series where he's run. But I, th- I think he's, he's got a chance to cement that legacy probably over the next four or five years. I think if he picks up yep. a premiership without... Uh, Cam? Yeah, without, uh, without Cam there. And if he's able to, I guess, have another one or two of these really good origin years, I think he'll be pushing his name into that consideration. I agree with that. Mm. And Wally yeah. hurt himself at the end of his career by going to play for the Crushers, right, Mitch? <laughs> Big mistake. <laughs> anyway, well, he, he noticed that Cam Munster missed that by not going to the Dolphins. All right, let's talk about the next one. Nelson Asafa Solomona had a bit of a down week, came off after a little while. His head was literally, I don't know whether you guys saw during that game, his head was literally steaming during the game. 31 points, 58 minutes. What are we thinking, Adam? Yeah, he's going to be the ultimate TBJ player or, or a roller coaster, whatever one you want to call it. Um, Greg, one minute for the next. Um, I really like him on the edge. Um, against the, he's just going to be running at the 5'8 all day. Um, Mitch, over to you. Is it all about injuries or is it just motor? I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, if I was dealing with Nelson Asafa Solomon, the way I would deal with a big man like that is I would run the ball at him as much as possible to try and tire him out. And to your guys' point, that's probably why the steam was coming off his body because the motor was starting to tap out. And at the end of the day, he is a middle forward. But we do know that he's got some niggles in his knees. We know that he's had some rib issues uh, over the course of the year. And as a result, his minutes and performances have been up and down. I think he kind of bundle that all together with teams identifying the best way to slow him down and attack so he doesn't have 12 tackle busts like he did against the Sharks 
is to run the ball down his way and and really try and tire him out. So there is certainly some risk to that. I think you know the the Tigers have laid out a bit of a blueprint on how to attack him, mm. and it'll be interesting to see how he goes this week. Yeah, actually, that was really interesting that he was essentially negated out of the game just by how well that they were attacking him on the edge. Yep. He's and, a big man, and the way that they they kind of they didn't mind if they missed the occasional missed tackle on him. Uh, as long as they slowed that momentum down, they very rarely let him get momentum. I think he's 31 was saved by the one time he did do that sort of breakthrough tackle busting run. All right. Uh, that's pretty much the end of the guys that we want to talk about. So let's talk to the scores. Mitch, who have you got winning this one? Uh, I think Melbourne win by plenty. I've got Melbourne by 18. That's exactly what I was going to say. How about you, Adam? Storm by six. I like it. All right. Uh, let's get to the next game. Uh, I'll take us through this one because we've got the Broncos versus the Titans. Thank God it's not Broncos on Channel 9. Uh, I wonder what Lockie's going to do that week. What the hell are the Broncos doing not on a Friday night? What's going on with oh, the schedule Well, they played a couple of Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus. they're on the Sunday, but they're not playing the Channel 9 game. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, all right. Well, let- Let's enjoy this. So we've got the Broncos versus the Titans. So for the Broncos, Kurt Capel obviously has that quad tendon issue, which is a weird one, Mitch. Like, I haven't heard of quad tendon issues before. Yeah, it does happen. Uh, it's a little, it's a fairly uncomfortable injury. It generally happens in kids. It's a little unusual in a uh, second rower. I'd be interested to see if it's more the quad tendon distally or proximally. And what I mean by that is the one, the attachment at the hip versus the one towards the knee. My gut feeling is probably the one around the hip. It'll just slow him up a little bit. It can be quite an annoying injury. Uh, I've actually had that one myself. It's it just it takes a little bit of time to settle that down. But I imagine they'll chuck a bit of cortisone in there, and he'll be okay over the next yeah. few weeks. Well, look, well, look, he, he's been given the rest, and so he's because they got the by sixteen and nineteen, so they're giving the two games off in between. So, uh, seventeen and eighteen. So hopefully, he comes out fine after that. But that brings Brendan Piercura into the back row. So when Cobo has been named despite that hip pointer injury and all of the origin stars are backing up. While for the Titans, Kieran Foran's been back from that toe injury. Jane Campbell's back on the bench. Cleese Haas has been dropped to the bench with David Fafita returning. Could be a late game day swap. While uh, Tino Fasua Malawi and Mo Fonawaka have also been named. I'm just looking at the squad here. They've been named to start. So uh, full strength Titans. Let me let me just cut through this one real quick. Uh look, uh so Tanner Boyd, he is coming off a number of decent games here. So I've got Tanner Boyd as a soft buy because he's finished his buy rounds for the season. He'll play every game. He doesn't play Origins, so you'll get eleven games in a row out of him. He's got a decent uh I'm just looking at his last five last Last five average has been 52.4, which is pretty good. And he's got the dual position here. So kicking goals and meters. So good option to have. I know I've held him just by sheer luck that I haven't been able to trade him. Mitch, any interest in Tanner Boyd? Yeah, I own him, man. I've owned him all season. He's a he's a stud and I'm happy that I sort of stuck with him through that tricky period early on. Yeah, that's it. I, I think he was working out with Kieran Ford and the Titans were working themselves out, right? Yeah, but he, uh, I think he certainly is a good answer for them at halfback. And 
He looks like a hold for the season, mate. I've kind of locked him in as my uh, hooker half coverage, so and I'm happily doing so. That's it. Let's just hope that Benny Hunt doesn't show up there next week and drink his milkshake. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Anyway. So what, he can lead them to zero finals appearances in five years? Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Wait for those booze, mate. You called it. All right. Well, let's- uh, mate, I might go down to Wollongong on Friday just to join in. Yeah. <laughs> I might go with you, mate. I, I seriously want to travel to the end for that game, mate. So if you want to go down, let me know. Uh, that, that, that's a possibility. I'll, I'll message you. I actually um, I might be able to con Emma into coming down as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Then the next part is is David Fafita, guys. Now, obviously, you can't pick him off the back of his last post Origin performance, where he, he did put a lot in for Origin, came back, scored a seventeen. His break even, depending on which site you look at, the NRL official app ha- has him at ninety six. Footy statistics has him at a break even of one hundred and sixteen this week. So, he can knock him out of the park. You're not going to get a good score out of him. So, uh, with that in mind, guys, uh, yeah, he only played 33 minutes off the bench there. Uh, he is a definite chucker star. Next guy, Tino Fasula Malawi, he's also a chucker star because he's actually performing well. He came back from Origin last time, got a junk time try, made a heap of tackle. So, Tino is... He's possibly the keeper that you want in your squad if, uh, if you know, because the Titans, they're finished with buyers, so you know that you got him for the entire run home. The last guy is AJ Brimson. I really just want to talk about super quick here is that he's been named as 18th man. Mitch has gone through the many times the number of uh, niggles that AJ Brimson has, haven't you, Mitch? Too many times. <laughs> Too many times, so we're not going to go through him again. Go back, listen to podcast one through... 16 if you want to hear about the issues with AJ Brimson and his troubling hip, groin, hammy, other hammy, everything else. Now, he looks very good, but the fact that he's picked for 18th man and he could be picked for 18th man for Origin 3 just means you cannot buy him if you're smart. And if you buy him for round 19, thinking, oh, he'll play, and then Billy picks him as 18th man or something happens to Reese Walsh and he just plays the game, you're cooked because you're now try- having to trade him out again. So, yeah, there's that. And obviously, Mo Fonawaka, again, Origin, don't pick him up. Uh, now, and obviously for the Broncos guys, they're all Origin guys, so they will all come back, but they'll be a little bit undercooked as they showed last time. So, Reese Walsh, Paddy Carrigan, uh, especially Payne Haas. Uh, Freddie's come out and said that he will see him possibly playing in bigger minutes than the 50 that he played last time. He he always comes out and like talks like he's a commentating on the game that he didn't coach himself. Like, oh, he, I don't know why that he doesn't play bigger minutes for the Broncos, indicating he played longer. He's the guy who chose how many minutes he played in Origin 1. So, freaking hell, Freddie, work it out. Maybe he's got like two personalities or something. Like uh, Joey Johns. <laughs> Joey Johns <laughs> just has... Two personalities are drunk and sober. <laughs> <laughs> and drunk is mostly drunk most of the time and he gets cranky with his brother when he's sober. Obviously, he has no time to drink in the morning. Or hungover. Maybe there's three. <laughs> hungover, Joey. Uh, awesome. So there's not too many other guys here. Do not pick up Brendan Piercuro. He only has two games. That quad strain really won't keep... Uh, capable out for much more than that and he's just not good enough a player to break his way in otherwise 
Interestingly, Tyson Smoothie has actually won the spot on the bench here as well as the other surprise here. So Billy Walters is now backed up by Tyson Smoothie. Uh, Corey Pay all the way at number 24. Who do we think is going to win this one? It's always a weird game. Adam. Yep. They just look so good. So, sorry, mate. So the Broncos by 10? Yeah. Easy. And Mitch? Look, I'm tempted to offer another sandwich up to Adam, but as you said, Stu, it's always weird. I got the Titans by two. It's always a funny one. Someone someone gets out hot and the other one runs them down and it's usually just a bit of a seesaw affair. It is. And they've actually picked this one well, the NRL this year, because both sides would be backing up from origin and they've all got big minute players. So I reckon it might be a bit of a shootout between who backs up the best in this one because the Titans don't have a bad squad on paper. They just have a bad squad on the field. So, uh, I, look, I'm going to pick the Broncos probably by 10. I'm going to agree with Adam here as the smart bet. But, you know, the Titans could certainly shock everyone here, which would make me laugh a little bit. Look, we get to the middle game. So this is the Channel 9 game. Rabbitohs versus the Cowboys. Mitch, what's happening with South Sydney Rabbitohs? So for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, we have Latrell Mitchell hasn't been named after pulling out of Game 2 of Origin due to that calf injury we spoke about before. But in a boost, Cody Walker returns from that quad strain while Tom Burgess returns from a back injury. That is a big inclusion. Jacob Host hasn't been named. Jed Cartwright replacing him in the back row. David Moali also returns from a long-term injury. Origin representative Damien Cook and Cameron Murray will also likely back up. This is a bit of a weird one for the uh, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I was just looking at their place on the ladder. It's a bit of a must-winner for them if they want to hold on to that top four spot. So I, mm. I expect them to play big minutes. Uh, Todd Payton has named all five of his Origin players on the extended bench with several expected to back up. I'd say all of them for the same reason as I just said for Souths. Ruben Cotter may be a chance of a rest depending on his minutes alongside Reese Robson. I think that's unlikely. Meanwhile, Helm Luki's facial fracture will see Jack Gajewski play off the bench while Luki Luku Finifikua will start. Mate, I gave you this one just to try and get you to see that one. <laughs> Mate. I had all that time to prepare and then I saw it and went, damn. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's all good. But uh, look, looking at the squad, I reckon Ruben Cotter might get it. If he plays 80 like he did, he, he might struggle a little bit because he works so hard for his 80. So I don't think he's got the same motor. I think he's just got the same determination. But anyway, let, let's have a look at a couple of guys really quickly. I might kick us off. Jed Cartwright. He's probably the most interesting one of the week. And the reason for that is because he's been named on an edge. So he's been named uh, on the left-hand edge. So that's the premium edge for Souths. We have Jacob Host being kicked all the way back to reserve grade, number 20 in the squad. And we have Jed Cartwright starting. So you can tell it's not an injury. It's just a form thing. Mitch... What are your feelings on Jacob Post? I think it's a form issue. I think injury-wise it's okay at the moment, but I don't have that on good authority. No, no. I, I just mean in general because I know he's a Dragons guy too. Is he a good player? Well, he's not at the Dragons anymore. If you can't make that squad regularly, you're in trouble. That's right. So I think that Jay Cart right here has made it on form and yep. it's just that he struggled a little bit with a couple of head knocks. Jay Cartwright, like he's had a sort of a couple, he had a hammy issue and then a head knock in there. I reckon he might have caught this spot sooner because we know that for a couple of times they've actually had to hook Jacob Host like in that game against the Panthers uh, where he scored that, was it five points in 25 minutes and he got run over? So 
Jed Cartwright, dual play position, 221k, edge and center. Starting edge back rower. Look at the bench here. We have Michael Cheekham who can play edge. And then we've got uh, Savili Havili, who will probably play prop, Davi Moali, and Tom Burgess. So from what I can see here, I reckon Jed will get a big one. I would just probably try and wait for as long as you can to make this trade just in case, you know, there's a late swap out. But by the look of it, that's the way that they want to play. I've got Jed Cartwright as a buyer this week because I reckon that he will play through. And he is a center who plays 19. And yes, there's a risk. He could be dropped tomorrow, could cop an injury. But at the price, he should be okay. Other guys I've got to talk about real quick. Uh, look, Keon Kalomatangi. 665k, 51 break even. Now, there's plenty of edges to choose from, but there's not so many to choose from this week. I did say that you could wait this week in my notes, but most of the guys aren't playing. So for Keon, uh, you certainly he is playing well and he's getting fed well by his halves. The other guy that we've got to talk about really quickly, Cam Murray. I've got him as a chucker star for the run home because as we know, Cam Murray is a great player. He's down to 667k, guys. So he's got a break even of 71 this week. And I don't even want to know what footy he's having. Probably a thousand. So <laughs> he's still averaging 53 points. It's just that he's he's been on a, a lot of a slide due to being rested. So like his last his last two scores have been a 44 and a 26. And then he had a you know a 29 a couple of weeks before that. So He's just dropping a chunk of change. And, you know, if you can pick up Cam Murray for around 600k for the run home, even if he misses round 26, I think you will be laughing. Now, Adam, we've got to talk about some Cowboys. Scotty Drinkwater. Is he a keeper or not? Because he misses round 19. So we've got some hard choices to be thinking about. That is, that is a very difficult one, I think. Um, because a lot of... A lot of the good wing fullbacks are going to be missing that round 19 as well. So I'm pretty sure, yeah, Ponga misses it. Drinkwater misses it. Um, obviously, Turbo's on the on origin duties. Teddy's on the origin duty. Walsh is on origin duty. So I, th- I think I'm going to be rolling out with Buller if I've still got him. I, I'm questioning if he's going to be a keeper, just frankly, because I think Teddy and Walsh, uh, hands down, one and two. And then you've got either Turbo, Drinky, and Ponga, maybe, depending on their current scores. So I, I definitely think it's just hold for now. Um, but uh, Toledo one is a pretty big one. Hmm. And then just, just rolling into Reese Robson. Um, he is named at 20. I think I think he'll play. I cannot see him playing more than 40 minutes on an origin. I can see him starting 20 and then Cook playing out the rest, like, kind of like um, what Grant and Hunt do for Queensland. Yeah, and they may, may be coming on playing a bit of a small forward role if he needs to. Yeah. I like it. Absolutely. Okay, so that's cool. If you kept Robson, you can hold him. Uh, he just, obviously, with Jake Granville there, it means that uh, Robson may come off the bench. He may cop a little bit of a bath there but you know not the worst thing to ever happen to you all right who have we got look i'm just having a look through the squads making sure there's no one else obviously luciana lulu hasn't performed none of the whole bunch of players haven't really sort of kicked off this year and bunnies are hard to own campbell graham 
like he's had that decline, Mitch. You, you think that that's his sternum still playing up? Yep. Give it another week or two. I think over the next fortnight he'll turn it around. Yeah. The fact that he wasn't picked for Origin Squad 2 means it must be troubling him, yeah? Yeah, I, I think they have the good oil there. Excellent. All right. Well, with that in mind, guys, who do you think's winning this one? Adam? Yeah, rabbits by 10. I like it. Mitch? If it is in Queensland, I think it would have taken North Queensland, but let's go rabbits by four. I think it'll be tight. Easy. And look, I'll go with the Cowboys by six. I reckon they're going to throw absolutely everything in to win this game. I don't Um, hate it. The rabbits look vulnerable against St. George. Like, the St. George handled them easy. I know that they surged late and they were missing players, but I think St. George would have given the rabbits trouble with this squad too. And St. George are not good. That's well established. (laughs) That's well established by the ladder and by the betting market, by everyone. All right, let's get to some other sides. Uh, we get to the Sunday game, uh, the, the late Sunday game. We've got the Roosters versus the Raiders 2019 grand final rematch. Adam, what's happening for the Roosters? Um, suffering an initially beard broken jaw. Luke Carey's been named and it should take the field alongside um, Sandon Smith in the halves, James Tedesco returning, Joey Manu being pushed back to the centres, Victor Radley returns from suspension, while Lindsay Collins will lie back up. For fantasy, the biggest one, Nat Butchers, um, one of the best players on the field against the Knights, has been rewarded with a move to the bench, um, <laughs> which completely makes sense. Um, after enjoying a week off, he is named an unchanged side, essentially, um, to, to the side that lost to the Warriors at home. I'm going to kick us off. Um, Joseph Tarpany and Horsburgh are a hold. I think you either held on to them for this period or you brought them in for this period um, with, a, with a lot of other carnage going on. I think, yeah, just hold on to them. Mm. And look, I think the, the Raiders, they're playing the same squad every week. They've now got no origin players effectively. So they've got a couple of origin capable players, but none, none of them are actually playing this year. So I reckon that they'll actually pick up some scalps across this period, hopefully. I think Ricky Stewart's, ho- Ricky Stewart's hoping for that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Um, just Sorry. real quick. Yep. Who, what, have a guess on what Jack Wyden's price is in fantasy. 500? 455k. Whoa! He has I been on the slide. The day and I was like, there's no way. Yeah, he's been on an absolute slide, man. Uh, yeah. 22, 39, 23, 32. Goodness. It's, it's like oh, he's oh. taking that early retirement to South, hasn't he? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well let, let's, let's hope that he, he uh, regains some form there. The other guy was uh, really interesting. Uh, Seb Chris. Let, let's throw this one back at you. How much do you reckon Seb Chris is currently worth? Um, oh, I think I saw him for like 320. Yeah, that's oh, it's pretty close, mate. 337 at the moment. So for the it's starting... Nuts, yeah, no, you, mate, you're pretty spot on. So for the starting fullback uh, and the fact that he's keeping Savage out, obviously it's just not necessarily translating, translating to points. Plus he did get a six with a knee knock that saw him out of the game there. So again, if he can turn it on and the Raiders can start turning on, he could turn into someone who might make a good reserve player for the end of the season as like a cash down, cash out option. Uh, the other side, 
look, the Roosters are fantasy relevant despite being a terrible team. Uh, we really got to talk about a soft couple. So Billy Smith is now got a a soft sell rating. Friday now, Ryan team. You just got to find a way to get rid of Billy Smith out of your squad. Three terrible scores. Well, not terrible. Three below what you'd be looking for scores. And the fact that he's not playing around team means he is a sell. Jerry Manu, hold. We knew that he would shuffle. He'll go well if Kiri does miss a few weeks. Uh, you know, here or there. So, because he'll get that 5-8 spot or if Sanders Smith poops the bed. Now, Turpin, as I said before, early in the podcast, Brent Smith said that he's a good chance to be back in round 18. So this could be the last week of peak Turpin and it means we're probably going to sell Turpin round 18 before he starts to go backwards in like that 20-minute roll off the bench that he had before, which means just be thinking about it in the back of your head. Uh, there, you cannot buy Turpin now with the, that news that came out on the James Graham podcast. And, you know, if you're looking to sell at some point, you could go Brennan Heans if you're going to go this week, but his break even is like still zero. So I wouldn't. Now, Nat Butcher. Uh, he played 80 minutes for a 66 and he's a solid dude. Now, before I saw the squads this week, I said he's a good buy still, but has role issues. Looks like the role issues have found him immediately. And he's back on the bench. So as, and it looks like by the look of the squad here, he's playing middle forward this week. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, he's just a victim of his versatility here, Nat Butcher. So he's, yeah, you can't buy him at all. And looking at the rest of the squad, uh, you know, James Tedesco, I think we've, we've already talked about him plenty as well. Do not buy Victor Radley under any circumstances. That is my final warning. <laughs> All right, 2019 grand final rematch. Mitch, who have you got winning? Uh, let's say that the Roosters continue to have their slide, mate. I think this could go either way. Let's go Raiders by two. I like it. Adam? Yeah, Raiders by two. Roosters look ordinary, say the least. That's it. I reckon the Roosters will find the way to uh, to convince the refs this week, and I reckon that they'll win by six. You mean Nick Politis? <laughs> I, I certainly wasn't mentioning bribery uh, for legal reasons. That was a joke. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> excellent. And look, we've got three sides on the buy. We're going to talk through really quickly about their players here. So on the buy, the Bulldogs, Tigers, and Sharks. Now, after the Bulldogs, their slide. Look, really quickly, uh, let's go with you, Mitch, because I know that you look or watch a lot of watch the Bulldogs. A, I watch a lot of doggies. They have been on a slide. Oh, mate, if you're a Bulldogs fan this year, aren't you disappointed? Now, they've obviously got the excuse of all the injuries that they've had, but there's just effort in defense that's not there. I don't know what else to say. You're a little bit concerned, though. I'm sure they're making a big play on Ben Hunt as we speak. Yeah, and look, the fact that Phil Gould, apparently this report in the papers, went into the dressing room afterwards and sprayed everyone, essentially. Yeah, they, they deserved it, though, like, you know, I can accept that the points are down, but very rarely is there an excuse for letting that many points in and the way they did. Look at the Dolphins. That's all I'll say. There's no excuse for it. Oh, Not at that they, level. They must say the last time they played, they got trashed 58 points to 18 by the Manly. Yeah, but the point is they haven't they're done a team that they've, they've literally got no depth and they, for the majority of the season, they've held their own. That This Bulldogs team is loaded. There's no excuse. No, that's it. There are probably two players that can hold their head high of that last game, and it would be Jacob Preston and Curtis Moran. So, 
look, let me go through the the couple of guys. So Bulldogs have pretty much got a sell rating on most of the guys there. So unfortunately, Burton, who was an owner of, was a sell last week. He'll miss one to two more games after this week. So I have a sell rating on Matty Burton uh, because he's likely to play 18th man in Origin 3 as well. So he's going to miss 19 and then also miss a game on the finals run home for the last buy for the Bulldogs as well as this week. So Matty Burton, unfortunately, is probably a sell. Uh, Harrison Edwards is a sell. Hayes Perham was hooked from fullback and moved to center. So he's a sell. Alamotti had an absolute shocker, missed seven tackles, conceded two penalties. Uh, They gave him a nightmare down there. They did. And look, Heights had an absolute field day. They came with a plan to attack him, actually. They did. And look, Alamotti, he looks like he's a very solid dude, but he doesn't necessarily look like he's he's got the best game match day fitness. He's missing his buddy, Liyama Kikau. He is. And uh, there was also no Josh Adokar. And there's also no Matt Burton, so he's just all by himself out there. Yeah. Uh, look, Jake Avarillo, I've got as a chucker star. If he, you know, just go do that now, just in case he does go back to fullback. He's currently at 404k. He has reached 500k this season at various points. So you do know that there is money there to be had. Uh, so, but he's probably the only one that you would think from bringing in at this point. Uh, oh, obviously, Jacob Preston. So he's absolutely churning out keeper-level scores. So he is a 100% stone-cold keeper uh, at this point. I'm really disappointed that I sold him early at the season. Did you sell him, uh, Adam? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, you sold him. How about you, Mitch? Who was this, sorry? Jacob Preston. I did. God damn it. I brought in uh, Hopgood, which hasn't been too bad. No, oh well, no, oh yeah, out of out of the options there, Hopgood's been pretty good too, but he's currently rolling around seven hundred k's, averaging fifty one. So. I've been com- Emma's trying to complete her hot boy team with Patty Carrigan, and she's been desperate to sell Preston. I'm like, not yet, not yet. <laughs> Couple more weeks, round twenty. <laughs> Couple more weeks. All right, uh, let's go through the Sharkies. So there's really only a couple of players who are in there. They're all holds. So Hines, Raymond is a soft hold. If you can go to someone better, go sell him. I know, so that's why I said a very soft hold. Uh, if you got five players out this week, uh, Raymond's probably the, the quickest one to sell uh, outside the Bulldogs. Nikora is a definite hold. He looked good. He's getting fed well off Hines. And Teague Wilton, because Hines is playing both sides, is getting fed well off both Manny Moyland and Hines. So, again, both keepers hold. Um, we've got enough other issues this year to... Yeah, be making problems for ourselves so adam i gave you the tigers because they're the most interesting because they finish their buyers after this round so what are we thinking about these guys yeah the first the first one i'm actually going to throw to you mitch buller now this is this is one that i've been tossing and turning um he could be a couple of weeks ago he was looking like a keeper but without abby curacao without brooks Hold or sell? I'm just bringing up the draw, mate, to give you a more informed opinion on that. So they have uh, the Cowboys, the Sharks, the Knights, the Dragons. Oh, man, that's soft. Then the Rabbits, the Raiders, the Warriors, the Dolphins. Their run's pretty soft, mate. Roosters, Seagulls. I think he's a hold. I know that Coruscant being out hurts them, but that is that has got to be the softest run coming home in the NRL, right? Cowboys, Sharks, Knights, Dragons, 
rabbits, raiders, warriors, dolphins. Yeah, that's. I I'll basically hold until I see otherwise. But I do agree with you that the service from Appy and the lack of attacking flair and remembering that Luke Brooks is out too is going to hurt them. But he's shown me enough to hold as long as you know he's continuing to spit out points. And winger fullback's been a bit of a graveyard this year. I I have both. I have Manu Ponga. Spring quarter, Tedesco and uh, Bula. I, I have all the good ones. I'm not sure who I'd go across to. Mm. Uh, I, I reckon he's one of those guys who you definitely want to hold to round 19 for me because there are almost no wing fullbacks playing round 19 if you're an overall player. So, And at that point, you can look to shift him off round 20 to post-origin. You know, if you can trade him with a little bit of cash to a turbo or someone like that, you'd be laughing, right? All right. Who's next off the list? Um, Jake Simpson. Buy next week. If you've got him, hold him. He's got a period of break even. Um, I tap. He's an absolute gun. Um, hold fire. Bateman. I'm getting him next week. So hold fire. Law is an awkward price at the moment. I At this point, I think that you either want cashies or you want guns. I don't think he, he fits in either. So I... If you've got him, you hold him, but I don't think you're going out to buy him. Um, and tell out every single time I see his name, it just makes me sick. He, he's got to be the worst fantasy scorer of all time. So he's a hard Yeah, Tommy Talao, yeah, you're right, mate. He's he's produced some absolute shockers this year. So I, I do know that, that a number of players have enjoyed the uh, various massive scores he's made this year, such as his two versus the Knights. Or the massive three he got versus the Titans the other day. So, <laughs> or the zero that he got while being on the bench but not being called upon to play <laughs> versus the Storm. So, yeah. Like, uh, he just, yeah. If you've got him, like, come on. Yeah, there. I seriously, stop what you're doing right now. Like, stop the podcast. Go and buy Jed Cartwright, right? Just go and buy it. What are the odds that Jed Cartwright's going to score worse? That's all I can say to you. Is and the answer is I'm not sure that he can unless he literally dies. So <laughs> <laughs> or concuss in the first minute or something. Oh, even then at least he's got a chance. <laughs> so the only thing about Jed Cartwright is we're not necessarily blessed with a huge number of what I would call uh back catalogue of games. So out of the games where he has played, look, I'm just I'm not even going to fill it by position because at various times he has played centre, second row, and prop, as well as mostly off the interchange. If I'm just going to take games where he's played more than 50 minutes, he's got an average of 33.5, right? If I take it to over 60 minutes, just say so he plays most of the game, it takes him up to an average of 37. So for me, he is a... And some of those are at centre too. So for me, he's a buy. Uh, and if you've got Tommy Talao, like an immediate buy, like stop what you're doing and buy. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, now, an interesting thing about iPappy is that he's back on the right edge. So when they uh, when they moved Bateman to lock, they gave iPappy back on the right edge, which is where he played for the Eels, and he's had two great games in a row. So I think uh, I think he's a lot happier out there. Uh-huh. Game changer. I, I think so, mate, because it's like we're wondering what's happened there. He's got 51 and 82 in the two games that he's played on right edge. So 
uh, just something to watch out for. And against the tough side in the Storm too, like he just absolutely tore in. I think he knew he had the week off this week, so he could uh, take the extra ice bath right, Mitch? Yep, I think you're right. Excellent. Okay, let's talk about captaincy this week. Mitch, while I got you, who are you captaining? Uh, I've got Jack DeBellin as captain. My vice is Hopgood and spicy Buddy Sullivan if Hunt doesn't play. <laughs> What's Sullivan's high score ever? Like 57? No, like 60-odd, 68, 69, something like that. Fair enough. Okay, yep, you can do it. It's not it's not out of the question, and he's he's looked really good the last couple of weeks anyway. No, he has he has actually looked pretty good. I've been watching those games. All right, Adam, who have you got? Yeah, I'm I've got you today, all aboard. Um I've got Moses as a vice captain just because um I didn't sell him last week because there was no one else I wanted, and spicy is Payne Haas versus the Titans. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm just not sure that Payne Haas will back up, but that's why he's a spicy choice, right? Like, how, yeah. how much are we going to But If it's a tight game, you might have to. So, yeah, and SJ is captain. Like, I agree with. So, I've got SJ as captain this week. I've got Hopgood as my vice captain. And spicy, I reckon. I know you've got to miss your main captain, Mitch, but I reckon he's also pretty spicy too because we know that the Dolphins like to play straight down the middle early. That's where they're at the best. And guess who makes all the tackles in the middle? Jack DeBellin. Jack DeBellin. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah, I'm kind of liking that now. But then again... Yeah. Why do you think I've got him as my captain, mate? I thought That's about it. this. Hold on. Hold on. Who are they playing? I get a feeling that they're playing the Warriors this week. Hold on. Yep. They're playing the Warriors this week, not yeah. the... Then again, the Warriors yeah. do not the play Warriors attack down. The Warriors attack down the middle too. Yeah. Sorry, I had the Dolphins. And like, no, no, it's the Warriors. But yes, you're right. They play very similarly. So That's like why it. Sullivan will have a good day because they got those big oversized uh, centers and second rows. Anyway. No, I like it. All right. Uh, Trey's this week. I've got Lemuelu to a center... And I don't know, at the moment, I'm going to spend a bit of time thinking about it, but probably Lemurely is some t- like a 3 p.m. cell for me on tomorrow. I'll probably be in my car driving somewhere and go, oh, crap, quickly pull over by the side of the road, do it like I did with Manu back last year. Uh, Mitch, what are you thinking? I might do Katoa to Buddy, but it's going to be a game day decision, depending on if Hunt plays or not. Awesome. And Adam? Uh, I'm rage trading Leo. Um, but I don't know if I want anyone besides Bateman. I might just take your advice there, Mitch, and go down to Sullivan. I got Fainu and Lemuelu as well, but yeah, I'll, I'll sit and ponder those ones. Just be careful when you jump on the Dragons pain train, yeah? <laughs> you have to start watching games like you care about it, mate. And for attacking yeah. players, it's worse because at least with Jack DeBell, you know if they're getting thrashed, you'll still make plenty of tackles, right? He'll make more. That's right. That's but he's so good. That's it. Whereas he, once you start picking up guys like Jack Bird, you're like, oh, 40 points after 12 minutes. That's amazing. 40 points after 62 minutes. 40 points after 74 minutes. And then he gets up to a 50. And you're like, oh, God, did I need that in my life? <laughs> oh, mate. Anyway, it's, it's like that. And all right, let's get to some questions from the people. So this one's for you, Adam. What to do with Ruben Garrick? Uh, can he hit his break in with the storm followed by the roosters and then a buy? Like essentially he's going, is Garrick worth holding on to up until the round 19 buy? Adam. Yeah, he's going to get the draw. When does the next draw come in? When does the next what, sorry? Uh, DPP. Uh, uh, after round 19, so rounds before round 20. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you just got to hold on to him. You picked him for a reason, right? 
Um, yeah, he got 101 minute, 17 the next. There's still what, an average of 60 yes, odds, so hold on. I like it. Uh, okay, Donnie, I'm going to take this one as a client. Donnie, you've asked, can we change the horse to edge as a dual position as well? It's like maybe round 20, but probably not. Uh, okay, Tom Conway asks, best cashy runway out of Valence Tawari and Dylan Lucas and Sandon Smith. Uh, so I'll ask you, I'll ask you this one, Adam. So best cashy out of uh, Valence hands, Dylan Lucas and Sandon Smith. If you if you're feeling lucky, I like Dylan Lucas. However, if you want to play it safe with a straight bet, then I think either hand or Smith. Yep, that's it. Look, I I probably pick just for me, especially looking to try and stay competitive. Is probably hands, and then Smith. But yes, if you. I know if you're asking about the Dylan Lucas, but he could be, this could be Trent Peoples, right? Dylan Lucas plays two games never seen again. <laughs> anyway, he's supposed to be a normal center. He's not even a friggin' second row, but there he is. That's how short they are on depth. Okay, this one's for you, Mitch. Uh, Sloan versus Chance Nickel Clockstad for fullback. Uh, C and K every day. Excellent. 200K the difference, but I think you'll... You feel a lot better about that 200k. I, I, I just warned Adam about the Dragon's Pain Train. It's like Sloan, <laughs> Sloan has looked better, but mate, I cannot recommend getting on that train. He's the captain of the Pain Train. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, There's too look, much shit going down there, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Imagine Benny Hunt doesn't play this week, and suddenly the they, Sloan might be worth a buy then at that point. But anyway, maybe I, I'm telling you, the players don't like him. I'm pretty much certain of it. Yeah, that's true. He's, he's not well liked. Okay. Uh, okay, Tom then has a whole bunch of comments here. He's he's making good justification. But yes, the, the answer, I think we've all made decisions there. Uh, this one's for you, Mitch. Gerald Ward asks, should we sell Oluapu or keep the face? Oh, sorry. Yeah, Oluapu from the Bulldogs. Abandon ship, abandon ship. Get off, get out of the doggy's den. It's done. Get out, run. Yeah, and, and the fact that he picked up that arm injury <laughs> oh. and then he was moved to lock for a little while to let these other guys on, I think they're just going to shuffle decks at the doggies, right? Yeah. Oh, mate, it's one of those, it's like one of those stock market shows. It's like, sell, 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 get out of there. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Okay, next question then for you, Adam. On this side, Oluapu to Sloan or play with 16 must oh be a fullback. God. Hold on, he oh, gets better. But- Peter, so Peter Minuti uh, has set, got three trades left, 50k in the bank. Oh, no, nah, you've got, you got, you got to play a 16, I think. Yeah, but, yeah you, can't, you can't jump on the Sloan bandwagon again. <laughs> it's just asking for drama. <laughs> oh, no, I, I'd say that Oluapu is – he could have issues here. Um, like any of these young – like these halves, Kyle Flanagan could be back in for him next week. He, actually he looked, looked good, good, actually. He did. I'm he- hoping the dragons grab him, to be honest. Or like Buddy and Flano, that could be pretty spicy. I yeah. like it. So, someone who can kick goals as well, apart from <laughs> apart from Lomax. Oh, I'll leave him alone. He just no, didn't no, like I'm the just coach. Saying, just if he's having an off week. Oh, God. But um, I'd also say he is that. Uh, so, and also, who's the uh, uh, rehab as well? Was playing some things and they were mucking around with Olapu. So he could go back. He could go back to Reggie's. Whereas they know that there is no one behind Sloan. I don't think there's anyone who can play fullback apart from maybe Lomax at a pinch in that squad at all. Yeah. 
Embiid. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be Embiid, or maybe you have to put Jack Bird back there. Yeah, that's it with the dodgy knees. Okay, nah, they, they, have, they, have to roll, they have to roll by, with Sloan, mate. Like, honestly, that's yeah. the future. They, they will not budge off him now, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, and, so, and you know what? I actually think you'll figure it out. It's not like Dufty that he'll figure it out. That's it. People at least like Sloan. Uh, but look, Peter, I, I'm saying sell. Uh, the other two guys are saying probably hold. It, it's really, mate, roll your dice, If especially if you, if you think that's... Uh, at least Maybe it's sixteen, man. This is coming from Stu. I love a trade, Lord. Like, come on. Hey, I've got six. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all good. Uh, any final thoughts from you, Mitch? Mate, I hope the Dragons can get a W this week, and and we can get off the pain train, even if it's yeah. just for one week. Well, once we're done down here, go check with the Mrs. Bates. See whether you want to go see the game on Friday. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind going down to Wollongong. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully for Ben Hunt's sake, he's not there because I think he's going to get booed out of the stadium. But anyway, <laughs> we'll have a good laugh if that's the case. Anyway, I'll do a carpool. All right. Uh, and for you, Adam, any last thoughts? Sullivan, bandwagon. Yes, get on the pain train. That uh, you know what I'm. I'm really liking that, and I hate it because of what it does to my squad. But I like it because of like just how fun it would be. So I might. Try and work out a way to sell James Fisher Harris to <laughs> Buddy Sullivan this week. <laughs> he's a good bloke, man. I got a pick with him the other day when we were at the South Cave. He's a, he's a nice guy. I like Buddy Sullivan. I like it a lot. I, I might need to wait till uh, till we see Benny Hunt. You know, chuck a tant here. Oh, mate, imagine you know if what? he doesn't return home from Queensland. Oh, honestly, real quick digression. Uh, Emma and I stuck around after the South game because she got wanted to get a photo with Latrell, which didn't work out the way she wanted it to, but. Um, we sort of got a few photos with the Dragons players and Em goes, oh, you know, should we stick away from Ben Hunt? I was like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll catch him next game. There might not be a next game. <laughs> <laughs> you have to catch him in dolphins colours or something. <laughs> I'm just thinking, what happens if he never comes back from Queensland? That'll be the story oh. of the week. Uh, do you know what? That's actually not impossible. He oh. just might not come back. Do, do a Sunny Bill Williams, you see him in France. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Oh man, that was a good story at the time. Now people are like, oh, he's back at Bulldogs training, and it's like everyone's forgotten. Anyway, all good. On that note of uh, Sonny Bill Williams, Dog and the Dogs, uh, we'll wrap up the Boom or Bus podcast for this round 17. Final thought from me, guys, is always keep round 19 in mind. You can make up a ton of trades, you just need to make sure that you're getting in at the right time with the right players. Thanks for listening to the Boom or Bust podcast. Make sure to subscribe and check out our Facebook page for more info.